and welcome to the latest edition of Gaelic Lives, brought to you by the team here at Gaelic Life. My name is Michael McMullen, and this week's edition is a feature with John Farrell, better known to everyone across Ulster and beyond as Tommy Joe Farrell. We chat about the upcoming 50th anniversary of Gaelic Games at UUJ, now known as Ulster University. Tommy Joe looks back on some of his memories and gives his thoughts on how a better buy-in for the Sigerson Cup would be a help to all the counties across Ulster. We hope you enjoy our podcast and with the Provincial Championships kicking into gear, check out all our coverage at gaeliclife.com. Thanks. Tommy Joe Farrell, John Farrell, um, a big year for, for GA in the college, but we're here in Armagh and uh, it's an Irish dancing festival and you threatened to take out your dancing shoes. Yeah. Are, they, are they long gone? <laughs> that long ago I nearly forgot about it but yes I did dance a wee while in myself many many years ago Arthur Bourne School of Dancing uh, Where did Tommy Joe come from? Tommy Joe came from it's a family name my father is Tommy my brother is Tommy my son's Tommy my grandfather was Tommy and it came from St Coleman's mm-hmm. when I wouldn't give them a name one day in the bus when the, the seniors were bullying and uh, I said that's Tommy Joe Farrell and uh, it went from St Coleman's and then when we went to the Ulster Polytechnic, as it was then, mm-hmm. and three of the lads was with me, they, and so it continued as Tommy Joe. What was your memories when you ended up at the, the Poly as it was then times? Well, of course, it was different then times because, I mean, going away, to, I was the first of my family to go to university. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing to go away. You know, your mummy was crying and everything mm-hmm. else because they thought you were going to the other side of the world. Uh, so we went out there, and I mean, in fairness, I didn't know a lot about, about whilst I was involved with Down, I was a, a, an under-16 uh, GA officer, I was at that time chairman of the Down Youth Board, uh, and was in the Strafford Committee, as it was then, and uh, so I was deeply involved in the GA, but I didn't know anything about Ulster University or Ulster Polytechnic, I mean, it only had been founded in, in 93, sorry, in 73, and... Uh, and then, so it was, you know, it, it took them a while to get off the ground. Uh, so I didn't know a hell of a lot about it. And, uh, you know, funny, I had lunch today with four of the founder members, including the first chairman and secretary, Jerry O'Reilly from Armagh and Oliver Casty from, from Derry Connolly. And the whole chat was how they got it set up. I mean, remember, you know, when I think of how well the students come now and everything's done for them, they had no fields. And, and quite alien to, to Gaelic games. I mean, Vinton Colgan was telling me that he done the degree in sports studies, the first year of degree in sports studies, and Gaelic games was never mentioned. Not a module, nothing else. So, I mean, they had a difficult, in, in difficult times, both in terms of the province here as well. So, uh, like, I mean, they eventually we got fields, and obviously I think the big turning point was winning the... All Iron Freshers, captain by Jim McCartan from down in 76. And you had the likes of Jared Skelton and Q Mooney managed that team uh, from Derry. And I think that was the big the big turning point. But also the fact that more and more people from a GA background were, were coming to university as a whole and more and more of them because of many of the courses in Ulster Polytech and then were... were uh, uh, occupational, you know, there was jobs at the end of it, like physiotherapy and environmental health and business studies and, and, and uh, accountancy and, and, and that, and they were getting a name and a reputation. So more and more people were coming. So it was inevitable 
that the numbers were going to there for us to increase. Whenever you left home to obviously go up to Belfast, like there was the halls and there was living in the Holy Lands whenever I was at, at, at uni. What was it like then? Where did where was the centres? Well, where most did people hang out. Most first years stayed in the halls of residence. And because remember we were living in troubled times at that time, you were in the height of the troubles. Mm. When I went in 1978, uh, your parents wanted you to stay out, and there was, you know, uh, an air of, of quietness and calm out there, and nobody bothered with you. Mind you, we, when we were training, there were, or uh, as it was, RUC officers watching us at the time, but that was supposedly for safety reasons. Uh, uh, and uh, like it was troubled times, so we all stayed in the uh, in the halls of residence, uh, and uh, then in your second and third year, uh, most people went into Belfast, as you said, the Holy Lands, and a lot of people then would have come out in their final year uh, to for, get a clear head and to study. get a clear head and study and get away from the boys that always wanted to go out, get a proper partying, get a proper warm bed, and a proper warm bed with plenty of hot water and everything else, or you could nip up to the sports centre for a shower if you wanted. So, uh, so that was that was the scene at that time. And then we had, you know, there was a very very popular students' union at that time out of Jordanstown, and there was uh, a, a, where the original house of that estate, Dalryada House, which is still there, mm-hmm. that used to be the Polly Bar. It was called the Polly Bar, right in the middle of the. Uh, of the accommodation blocks, so you know it was it was quite a lively spot, and yet a lot more accommodation out there for students than there is now. Mm-hmm. I did a feature with DJ for um, for Gaelic Life about his memories. He he chats about training down around Dalryad, the mud, the muck and gutters. He talked about. Well, so when did the pitches start to kick in facility wise? Well, you see, there were no pitches, mm-hmm. uh, and in fact, it's 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 remarkable when I think of. You know the way things have changed, all for the better. Uh, I mean, they they actually said in the univer- or in the Ulster Poly Charter that they did not envisage a demand for Gaelic games. Now, I don't know who wrote that, but how wrong could you be? So there were no games. So there was a lot of protests. We the lads when I said that they they uh, found it difficult to put up notices because they didn't stay up too long. Uh, there was opposition to to Gaelic games, and they travelled. To Cherryville. So all the matches, mm-hmm. all our home or away matches, if we had a home match, it was played in, in Cherryville. Um, so they had to travel in, but they were mainly gathered up teams at that stage. Um, first of all, we had a fight to get fields. And I remember I was one of the ones that was... Well, actually, I, I, I can remember this clearly. Uh, James Devlin, who played for, for Tyrone, uh, Brian Canavan, Ulster and Armagh and... Michael Sands um, came into the student union bar and uh, came over to me and knew I was involved in the GA and said, look, we're looking at secretary. And, uh, right, and, you know, this and that. So I, I became secretary uh, uh, of the club. Uh, and you haven't left since? And I haven't, well, I actually retired for one year and then was asked to come back, so um, in 81. But... Um, yeah, they asked me and and, uh, and we said, look, we're going to make a club out of this. And and we did. We, we wanted field. Now, the fields were there about 79. Uh, and I remember, you know, we were we went and talked to the vice-chancellor. In fact, we barricaded him in his office at the time. About a hundred was laying on the ground. Uh, and he promised us that he would 
start fields. And he did, through to his name. He said he was going to get a cricket pavilion too, but he didn't do that at the front lawn. But uh, we got two fields, uh, and that was it. As you're regarding your question, there were no training lights mm-hmm. and no area for training. But we got one training light, one light that was attached to the top of the health building, as it was there in the clinic. Uh, and unfortunately, underneath it was a complete swamp. It was mucked to the two eyes, but that was the only floodlit area. Uh, and Lord of Mercy on the two of them, like the trainer at that time of DJ Sigerson years, was uh, was Charlie Sweeney and uh, um, Eamon. Eamon Coleman, who have gone to their eternal rest. And I know that it would be smiling and would be at this function if, if the two of them were still with us. But certainly we got fields. Uh, and when I look now that we have, you know, Training areas. We have three of the finest fields in the country. We have floodlit areas. We have indoor areas. You know, we have everything that you could think of: conditioning rooms, gyms. So, I mean, there's no excuse now compared to what they come from. Uh, but sometimes, if you have to fight for something, it's it's memory a wee bit better than just getting everything handed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes I would have an issue with that. That you know, they come from. Uh, development squads and everything's handed to them and then when they come to the university if you ask them to sell a ticket nowadays they near look at you you know so in in those days i mean the first sigerson game in in uh, of course our first sigerson was 95 sorry 85 and uh, all the hnd students were all objected to mm-hmm. so we only got a playing with half a team and then we appealed that and we won that so in 86 then we had our full complement of players but we had to buy the jerseys ourselves going down in the minibus got them that day going down Pat Pat Blake and used to be McGlade Sports uh, so we bought we had the jersey on and bought them paid for them ourselves and drove down in two minibuses to Cork as a first Sigerson and won it in the Mardick and beat Cork in the final too so like you know that's that's how how small beginnings you know they always say that Big acorn or big oak trees go out of little acorns, you know. When you chatted about that fresher team, how did that fresher team then grow into that Sigerson team? Was it was there many of it, or why was it so special? Was it just the fact that people started to take up a notice of one of them things? Well, just or? at that, just at that time, if you take it from, we also won the Freshers in '83 as well. Say for DJ and Dermot and McNichol would have the full set of medals they always talk about. Well, I mean, look at Dermot McNichol. Dermot mm-hmm. McNichol and Padraig O'Neill have three Sigerson medals. Dermot won a Sigerson medal in 86, 87, then he went over to Australia mm-hmm. for a few years and then he came back to his family and, 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 and Padraig O'Neill has three Sigerson DJ has two Sigerson medals, two Ryan Cup medals and a fresher. But we were very lucky in 83, 84 and 85 and then 86 I remember in those days, Freshers could play Sigerson whilst they can't now. Mm-hmm. But we were very lucky uh, that, you know, the, the likes of DJ Kane, Barry Breen, Dermot McNichol, Enda Gormley, uh, Cahill Glass, Barry Young, you know, Gary Mason, all of those boys just came together. At the end, Colin Harney was the first captain. He had captained a, a, cigar, or a Freshers in 83. His brother Fergal was in, you know, they're a magnificent, really, uh, Declan Cannon. I mean, really, really good players. Um, and the great thing about it is, and, you know, in my opinion, I'm sure everybody would agree, is a direct correlation, I think, with winning those Sigersons uh, and then the rise of uh, Ulster teams in the All Ireland. Because if you look at Derry and you look at Down, uh, who won in those teams, they were backboned. 
by by mm. Sigerson players. And like if you were speaking to DJ we did, he would always say that gave them the belief that when they went down, because we were normally whipping boys apart from down in the in the sixties, but you know he that gave them the belief when they went to Crow Park, that they had already they were looking around them and they had already played the Cork lads and the UCD lads and the Dublin lads and the Galway lads, and they could beat them in Sigerson. So why couldn't they do it? That mm-hmm. thing and 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 so they they got a bit of belief that they were winners. But don't get me wrong, they were exceptionally good footballers as well. Uh, for a chapter that I'm doing on the book, Dermot Nicol talks about his McCrory Cup days and he talks about the Abbey and Mahara. But he says that when he came to Jordanstown, him and he didn't speak. And there's a line in the book where he says, Tommy Joe took us into a room and it's, if you don't speak, you don't play. So this college's rivalry was pretty big then. And would you, would you believe it? I'm glad you mentioned that, Mal, because I still, to this day, use DJ and Dermot mm-hmm. as an example because say, take a month ago the freshers would have been in a room a hundred and some odd like we have three fresher teams not even mm-hmm. talking about four fresher teams and it's the one thing that I do say you're looking around you lads and you don't know one another but I say just turn around now and look at the fella beside you and I guarantee you you might think you might think if anything I say here you think oh that well is mad, but I guarantee you that person will become a friend of yours and some of you is for life. And I always used DJ mm-hmm. and Dermot as a magnificent because Abby and Mara had fallen out yeah, and they had fallen out and they wouldn't talk. And I said, Look, boys, we can't have people playing on teams that don't talk. And if you don't get anything and now like DJ and Dermot have been lifelong friends. We've been at each other's wedding. They meet regular. Mm-hmm. They'll be going to, to the gala together and everything else. So, you know, the mantra of, of Jordanstown, as you well know, is friends for life. And it wasn't something we sat down in a, in a room and, and designed with a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. It was just because that's exactly what happened. People come together from... And nowadays, you know, it might have been just Ulster, but now, you know, we have lads from Mayo and lads from Dublin, Galway, Cork, you name it, Roscommon at the minute. Uh, and uh, they become friends for life. And it's just through going out together and socialising together and playing football together and enjoying, enjoying life together. And, uh, you know, it's something I'm quite proud of. And that now is our main mantra. Uh, and a lot, of the, a lot of the university use friends for life now as well as the GAA. Just go back to that, Sigurds in 86, like the breakthrough in innings always special, like the first time you won innings always probably ten times better than any other time, but like, what was that like? It was just... Well, I, I can remember that vividly because uh, a man not far away from you, you live, Brenton McKeefrey. Yeah, Benny. Yeah, Benny yeah. McKeefrey. Yeah. I actually had a meeting on the Friday, the first match of the Sigurds at that time was only eight teams, uh-huh. and you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And I can distinctly remember this uh, uh, in that I was in Belfast at a meeting and I couldn't go down. And Benny McKeefrey, uh, and I'm not too sure who it was, but my girlfriend at the time, Geraldine, was with me as well. And he stayed back to take me down that evening. Obviously, we were waiting on the results and um, got the result. And we headed down late that evening, I think around 6 or 7 o'clock. They lived the whole night. Missed the quarter final. Missed the quarter, the I missed the quarter mm-hmm. final. And believe it or not, and I haven't seen too many of them since, but on the way down, and I clearly remember this thing, I saw a shooting star. And they always said, if you see a shooting star, wish on it. 
Mm. And I remember clearly wishing that we'd win the Sigerson and uh, go down anyway. And we were staying in the Commodore Hotel out in Cove, uh, as I said, three days. And we won, and we won the semi final. And then uh, the final was uh, in the Mardyk against Cork. And this history, we won our first Sigerson. And I remember. You could cut ice before we went out to the final. And there was a fellow on the team called Charlie McStraffick from Antrim. And just before we went out, and Eamon and Charlie were very good, he started to sing Singing in the Rain. Just as the song came out. That's for that song. He started to sing Singing in the Rain. And everybody started to sing it. Before we went left the dressing, I'm sure everybody outside at the time thought we what is going on here? But you know, it was absolutely brilliant. It cut the ice, it's calmed everybody down, and they've been singing it for years and years after. So that was it. I ra- remember. Ra- randomly? Randomly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely randomly. Uh, and uh, as I said, we won the final, beat Cork in the Mardic. And funny, one of the other memories from that thing, apart from the, the uh, Metropole Hotel that night <laughs> and the banquet, was that the entire Cork team, it wouldn't happen now, the entire Cork team, most of them, all stayed in our hotel that night. Uh, kept in everyone drunk with the lads and and and, and got friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like I'm still friends with some of those lads that was uh, in Cork, and I know some of our players are still friends. Now that was the that was the best thing, and something that's not there now with the weekend gone. That players don't get to socialise themselves, but don't even get to socialise with the opposition, uh, and it. We've lost something in that, I, I think so. So remember, and I can remember then, I can remember we had Mal O'Hare from down and Mark Bohill from, from down, and we had 10 balls with us. I think we managed to get 10, but he kicked them all into the lee, going home that day. They were kicked off the, off the minibus, out through the back door of the minibus into the lee, uh, and it took us quite a considerable long time to get home that day. I thought, you were going to say, I thought you were going to say he took all 10 balls home with you, but not... Not one of them come home. He decided to kick them all out through the back door and up up in the air and into the league and by. Uh, and uh, so that was the force of it. And then, look, we we uh, we uh, repeated the the, uh, the Sigerson then and in, in, was hosted by, by Coleraine the following years and the final mm-hmm. was in Balahi. Balahi. Yep. I remember being at that game and 6-5, I just remember it was such a wet... Cold it was day. miserable, yeah. And my dad took me to the match simply because I'm going to this match, apparently there's a load of dairy boys playing in it. And I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. But I just remember Ender Gormley and them boys all playing. Yeah. So but I mean, like, you know, when you have Ender Gormley and Barry Young, and as I said, and, and Conor Glass's father, Cattle, who, who think, but I mean, those are, I remember even in that Sigerson, the first Sigerson, sure, um, uh, Gerard Houlihan, again, our mass star, mm-hmm. got player of the tournament on 87. Barry Young was was a player of the tournament, so I mean, there's a huge connection between lads doing well at at Sigerson. But they were let let's face it, they would have done well. They were good players, mm-hmm. uh, but they had a great kid togetherness with them. And Cork was good at that time, and UCD was good at that time, and Galway were good at that time. But uh, you know, they had a they had a good camaraderie behind them as well. You know, and conscious of the fact we're going to this event, and you're heavily involved in running it, and. You're wondering yourself. Let's put it mildly. What, what's, what's this man's uh, contact this like on his phone? Like the amount of freshers that go through, like you must have a million contacts in your phone. Like the freshers thing must be really special in terms of the amount of people that you actually meet. Oh, and, and that is... Uncountable. That's one of the problems with getting older. 
mm-hmm. uh, and not actually, um, I don't take any of the teams anymore. And when you were actually having to pick teams in the past and fresh or anything else, you got to name. So, you know, it takes me a long time, I think because of age and the memory loss, just to get people's names. And because the numbers now are phenomenal, and they are, they are in my phone now, every, every so often I have to uh, delete uh, some players because you just you just couldn't, uh, and now we work on on WhatsApp groups and everything else. But we have new systems, email systems, and everything else. But there's a colossal amount. I mean, the numbers attending uh, Ulster University at the minute are are just phenomenal. And uh, you know, as I said, with three fresher teams talking about having four fresher teams. Problem with four is yet they'd be in a section down south, and the costs would mm-hmm. be would be prohibited because your buses and everything else. You know, so yep. Looking, this is, as you said yourself, I'm deeply involved. Formed a wee committee about, I mean, it's funny, I was thinking of a wedding. The hotel was booked nearly three years ago. And we're lucky enough to get the tumbling paddies mm-hmm. for this, uh, who have gone to great prominence now since their spell on uh, the Late Late Show. So I'm glad I'm not booking them now for mm-hmm. we couldn't afford it. But uh, they're they're a big attraction, as, as I'm saying. But I have a good committee and... You know, even looking for a bit of sponsorship, and we're, we're lucky. I've got Randux and the university have come, and a lot of other people uh, that have rallied round. And uh, we're going to put on a good show as we normally do. Uh, but it'll it'll be uh, it'll be good. As I said, I woke up this morning and uh, quarter past six, and I looked at my phone, and, and one of the graduates had sent me a message saying counting the days, and I haven't seen him for a while either. So uh, it'll be good to 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 get together. That's listen. Most people are saying, right, we're going to put a lot of work into it. But at the end of the day, get the formalities and the presentations and the awards out of the road and let mm-hmm. the lads and the girls, because remember, you know, we were integrated before any word of integration. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, camogie and, and ladies football and the hurling club and the football club, although we function with four separate committees for mainly for funding and students union. I mean, we've always run our own functions together and dinner dances together and social events together. So, I mean, it's, it's very much looking to those fabulous teams uh, that have done. I mean, if you, it, it's incredible since 1976, when we won the first uh, all Ireland, that there's 106 all Ireland titles has now been won uh, in the four codes. It's absolutely phenomenal. There's different ages and different, Everything. Everything. I mean, you know, I mean, one of the one of the presentations is going to be a girl. I'm not going to mention her name, and if she doesn't know, but I mean, you have somebody winning three Sigerson medals, three Ashbourne mm-hmm. Cup medals, Trench Cup medals. I mean, we were, we were winning the Hodges and Fidges at that time, which was the Sigerson. Because remember, we didn't get into the Sigerson until 1984 when we became mm-hmm. a university. In fact, I was the chairman of the University's Council at that time that opened the, the thing up. And, I mean, one of the things that uh, I remember going to Crow Park and said, Queen Elizabeth has made Ulster University a university, has changed the Royal Charter to include Ulster Polytech to now Ulster University. So, therefore, that immediately allows us into Sigerson. So, that cannot be. So, they agreed with me at that time. And, and then, since '87, then... Uh, if you're in the Division One, be a university or not, you know, for that time, St Mary's didn't, and you know, mm-hmm. they had some fabulous teams going away back a long, long time, and they weren't allowed in Sigers and either. So, I mean, it wasn't, it was a, a rule that I didn't agree with, uh, and I remember, sure, all the other universities walked out when I proposed it, and uh, I said he'd only departed 
But uh, Mick Loftus and myself sat in the room on his own, and the two of us, and the rest walked out. But we stuck our ground, and it was it happened, you know. So, uh, you know, though, there's some fantastic memories, you know. But, you know, whilst all the memories, I would say most of the, there might be a wee bit of football, Hordle and Camogie and ladies football talked about, but I would say most of the chat will be about nights away and weekends away, going to, I mean, when you look at the places we have been, I mean, I I remember going into the room and saying, look, we've been invited to go to Moscow for St. Patrick's Day to play an exhibition match. They all thought I was cooker. I'm cooker anyway, but they all thought I was really lost the plot. Is this something like a group of players? Or into the players, play? yeah, because we, 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 you know, we took 50 players. And, uh, Is that 91 or something, was it? 93. 93. And we're actually... Uh, the, the Sigur, we left the day after we had it planned that the morning the Monday after Sigerson now unfortunately we, we didn't win Sigerson that year but the, we were we were all togged out in shoots, suits and ties at the Sigerson final mm-hmm. in Galway and uh, we all we, we all went and funny one of the down players at the time Jared Colgan broke his leg at, at the, on the Saturday and he was in plaster and he was crying I says Jared are you, are you in pain he says no can I get to still go to to Russia? And I says, of course you can. We'll get you in somewhere. And he did. He did go. Uh, but like that was that. And then after that, now any time I say we're going to, you know, to Australia or going to, we're like we're in China there, and we're only back a lot of years from two years ago from from America, and like we've been all over the world in terms of uh, you know trips here and trips there. So and we're hoping to go back to Australia. So I mean, those those will be the things that was, mm. that'll be talked about. You know, like if you take Australia, they're away for three weeks, uh, and uh, like there was there was some crack. You know, me and Paul was in Amsterdam there for holidays, and I actually checked out the hotel where we stayed on an air trip, and the hotel's not there anymore. <laughs> but it was there when we left. And we did, we didn't we did <laughs> knock it down, but it's knocked down now. But but that's what I was about to say to you about memories. Like, how do you even try and pick out memories because there's so many, but like off the playing field, it was just a pure social. Like when my, when I think about my days going to yeah. going to college, I just love the crack. Like yeah. there must be so many well, I, stories floating about. Oh, this listen. Someday I make you write around a big. But I do feel a little bit sorry for the current crop of players because, you know, at one time you know you played you played Sigerson and you were allowed to play Sigerson and there was mm-hmm. very little on. Now, I mean, counties are training. Now, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, five and six times a week, uh, on the twenties it'll be starting. Counties are putting on the twenty-one championships on now. Uh, I mean, there's so much happening to pull players left, right, and centre. I mean, you know, it would be on un- not unheard of for us to be beating a Sigerson match or win a Sigerson match, and county uh, trainers and managers standing along the line to take them to training. So mm-hmm. I think we need to look at that. We Jay needs to give third level its own space for a very short period of time. I know that. Uh, I have to accept that. But we should be given that. I mean, Sigerson and Fitzgibbon are two of the oldest competitions. Uh, in the, I mean, we took Sigerson's going from 1911. And it is now the only place left. I mean, the Railway Cup was one place. But it's now the only place left where you said there about French, it's the only place that you will play alongside players from other counties. So you, like if you take that fresher team, I was looking at that, you'll have Armagh, Down, Donegal, Monaghan, Calvin, Derry, Tyrone. And I mean, where, where else now in the GA? Nowhere else. 
do you get that opportunity to play? Which, in the long run, does you good as a player, but also, you know, it really, really enhances your player because you're going to be playing with players that are equally as good, if not better, and it'll help you. So, again, plea to anybody listening from, from authorities to, you know, let's let's work this. And it can be done. It, all things can be done if there's goodwill. And, uh, you know, there are good... There's managers out there who will... Who will ring up and ask you how's he playing and how's he playing and how's he playing but then you've all managers will train them the night before a Sigerson match so you know it, it, it's it's difficult for them the minute so they don't have the same slack of going away uh, on weekends and and everything like we, we the freshers last year for instance went to uh, went to Glasgow to watch a, a Celtic match mm-hmm. and if the of the of the fresher A which we could half them couldn't go because of under twenty training and various mm-hmm. other things, which is understandable as well. But you know, I think they're they're missing out because it's only when they get to my age mm-hmm. and older and even for it, you know, that, that that they realise that when they meet people, it's about the about the times that they had. As I say, I met the four founding fathers there this morning, and all they were talking about was the nights out and the crack and the, mm-hmm. the dinner dances and the social events and. That Queen's chaplaincy and things that they done, you know, that, that that's that's when the main focus of the attention was, and the people that they're they have now decided, there's about ten of them in that wee group, they have now decided they are going to meet every four months from now on, because as Jerry O'Reilly said, he may not be at the next one, <laughs> so uh, you know when you get a few aids. But anyway, listen, there are that many memories, you just couldn't think all of them, all of them good, even the ones that were a bit hurry at the time. And and thanks to God that there were no mobile phones. A mobile phone, um, you would have just needed a, would you needed a walking DRA or a walking, you'd need a couple of solicitors, would you? <laughs> well, I, all I know is that... Uh, it would have been it crazy. When we went to China, it wasn't a problem because the way the system worked over there, you had to get, it, it, there wasn't that much coverage. But when we went to America, I banned the phones. Uh, for for out, I said, don't take all the pictures you want, take all the videos, but do not be posting any and and saying on that anybody that posts saying that shouldn't be up, will be sent home. And in fairness, the lads know themselves, uh, and in most cases, you know, uh, it's not the lads themselves, it's some bystander or something. But they were very, in fairness, they were well behaved, and, and I mean that, uh, enjoyed enjoyed themselves, had a wonderful time, but mobile phones for the most part, apart from the the touristy photographs were kept well away. And I think that's that's the future of it, you know? Because let's face it now, with Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and it's, 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 it's just worldwide in seconds. It's home before you. It's home before you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, we use it, we have a very good social mm-hmm. media and we use it a lot and it is there to be used, but it has us. Has its downfalls too, you know. Before we conclude about the actual night itself, just you chatted there about the whole Sigerson versus County. When you look what happened in Dublin, like they were able to one all Ireland's and Sigerson's, and it seemed to fit. And the UCC captain, when they won Sigerson, like was talking about Billy Morgan, and there seemed to be some sort of a like an arrangement or an understanding. Yeah, I get, I get sort of maybe us, like yeah. apart from Tyrone and Donegal, Ulster sort of haven't made that breakthrough at, at, at County level. So, is that something that's missing? I, I think we are doing Ulster at this current time a disservice 
uh, I look at what happens with UCD and DCU uh, within Dublin uh, and the fact that anybody attending those colleges wouldn't be expected to go home to Galway or travel back to Donegal mm -hmm. so they're allowed to train with the Sigerson team. It doesn't matter what you know, hole in the head you're from in Ulster here, you're expected to go home. For all sorts of, like, you know, we have, I have boys telling me that they have to go home for training on a Monday night for club under 23 and never mind county. But if you look at Cork, and, and Cork, you know, Cork have a good example in that Kerry, who the majority of UCC players would be from, and right. Cork, but they still cherish a Sigerson medal uh, and they allow their players a little bit of lex and sway to uh, to play Sigerson football and that makes all the difference. I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of now in the North and say if you're talking to St Mary's or talking to Queen's or never mind, or, or UU, for the Monday night before a Sigerson match, first Sigerson match, to be the first time that they actually got their panel together. Uh, and that's not unheard of now in recent times, you know. And I think it's doing a disservice to Sigerson. Uh, but I, in the long run, I think it's doing a disservice to uh, to Ulster football, uh, uh, who are putting a lot of work in. I know they are, but I think they need to cut their players a little bit. In fact, I hope they do. Now, they're not all, I mean, as I said to you, the county man's ringing up and who have you got and who are you doing and how the players, uh, they're doing well for you. Um, and, and a lot of them managers are going to the Sigerson matches. So I think, once again, if they look at the history books, there's a direct correlation between Ulster teams doing well in Sigerson and Ulster teams doing well in uh, in the senior championship as well. I mean, look at, you know, look at the... You know, we have lots of Monon players, Cowan players, Donegal players, including, the, <laughs> including you know, the Carl Lacey's and the Jim McGuinnesses, you know, and Owen Van Gellers and a whole lot of them. Uh, and and look, at, look at the down teams, you know. So uh, and the Tyrone teams and the Derry teams, you know. So there is a direct correlation. And I said, I, I think if we sat back and could put our heads together, we could solve the issue. Mm -hmm. And you can do both. Because I've never seen any Sigerson player who hasn't been able to go back to his county and play well. I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody say to me, there's a Sigerson. He was playing your thing. And if he's a star on our Sigerson team, he's a star in the county team. That's just the way it is, you know. All right, we need to watch them in terms of the training load. But um, we're using all the science of the day, but we're still training people beyond what they should be doing. And they're supposed to be using science, but they're not. It's funny. I was listening to a podcast, uh, I think it was Irish News one, where Peter Hughes, who is over in New yeah. Zealand now, and he was with Derry, obviously, mm -hmm. and the Derry players thought a lot of him, and they managed to say injury-free. Now, it's well documented how small a panel they had and that they kept playing. But I just remember him saying in the podcast that the way they looked at it was you're as well playing as training. So that's the way they looked at it and they used like they used Harry Kane as an example that you're just going from the World Cup to the Premiership. Yeah. So is that what you're getting at? So no, I, I, the, the more games and training as such. Professor Niall Moyna has already said mm -hmm. that he could get players fitter using 50% less training time because they're not using science and I mean I know mm -hmm. I, I watched teams and clubs and county coming in and getting trained uh, sorry all getting tested mm -hmm. and you'll have X amount of players who are top 
and you'll have some in the middle, and you'll have some in the band. Yet, when they go back to training the next week, they all do the same training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're not using science the way we should be using. And you know, take you know the sports science department and the sports department within UU. You know, renowned within Europe and and all over the world, lectures who uh, who you know would could be used to harness that science so that people can train less but actually be fit, if not fitter. So I think, you know, we need managers out there, county managers, club managers, doesn't matter, need to embrace third level research, science, uh, and look to see can they do this better. Because there always is a better way. In my time, you know, down was running up and down to Clockmore Stone. Mm-hmm. Everybody decided to do that because that's what we had. And there'll be a different fad come and there'll be a different fad come. Uh, but eventually I think that players and teams... Uh, will be able to train less, but be fitter, uh, and and I think that'll that'll help in the long run. Because I just be worried at the minute, big time worry, that if you look at the age profile, mm-hmm. that the, the the first of all, two things that I'm going to sound a warning about at the GA. First of all, the age profile uh, in um, in counties is getting less and less because you know unless you're maybe a student or you have a good job, nobody, nobody can afford to be training the, the, the load that's in. And the second thing I'm just worried is that I think l- there's a lot of players now are saying, sorry, just not going to count here, not because they just can't give that time that's demanded. But if we had less time and more education uh, and more science used, we may be able to, to cut down the amount of time that they're that's, that's my own opinion. So I can see less people. I know lots of people that just simply won't go near the county because mm-hmm. it's too much. And finally, back to our event. I was at the one, the 25 years one. I was chairman of the club at the time and I remember people chatting around the bar afterwards. Roll on the next one. <laughs> and it's here. <laughs> it's quite scary whenever you hear that mm. for the time point of view. But, uh, well, but what, what are you expecting out of this? Uh, well... And what sort of feedback are you getting from people sort of over this past few weeks and months coming up to it? Well, it's like everything else. You know, you look at, you, you book something, you talk about something and you start to put the, the wheels in motion. Uh, and then eventually you're, you're looking, mm-hmm. my God, this thing's uh, only a lot of weeks away. But the feedback that I have been in getting is tremendous. As you know, we put a call out for people to, to go to it. We put a call out for sponsorship. Uh, and as I said, I've been humbled, really humbled by, by what we've got back. Tremendous response. Uh, and we've we've gone a little step further than the 25th because we really wanted to involve... That 25th was great, but it concentrated a wee bit too much in my time on football. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we've got Camogie, ladies football. We've got, uh, and obviously hurling and, and, uh, and football ourselves. So there's a lot of stories... Mm-hmm. There to be told. I mean, at one time we were winning Ashbourne Cups, we've won O'Connor Cups. You know, we're 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 playing in Ryan Cups for the for for Holland. So there's a lot of thing. Uh, a lot of people going to be honoured uh, who who helped uh, Jordanstown and Ulster University GA. And when I mean GA, I mean the four codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the feedback has has been good, and uh, I suppose just like everything else, once you're a longer away from the event, most of the people that. We're at the 25th, which was a fabulous weekend. Brilliant. We're all coming back. Um, one of the reasons we went back to Bundorn 
uh, and uh, you know I've been speaking to Camogues that have been there and and uh, uh, ladies footballers and the hurlers, um, and as I said, I'm I'm looking forward to people. I mean, there's uh, there's at least five or six that I know are flying in from the states. Uh, coming over as well and had their rooms booked long, long ago. So it'll be good to see those people. But more than all, I know we've put a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it's about meeting people mm -hmm. and using that friends for life. That, yeah. uh, you know, and as I said, I probably know everybody or most of them, although I probably forgot a few, or if I don't, they might be changed and that. So, um, you know, I'm, that's the main thing I was looking for. You know, one that we run a good show, uh, strange times in the entire senior management team of the university are attending the entire weekend, Friday and Saturday. You know, I'm glad, delighted to see our, our Vice-Chancellor, Professor Bartholomew coming. That's a big honour for us to have the Vice-Chancellor there of the university and, and lots of the senior management team. And, of course, the brass of the, our, our own Ulster GE and ladies and, and uh, Camogie as well. So that's the main thing is people always say to me, look, PJ, Get all the ceremonies and the speeches and the presentations out of the way quick. Let everybody get up to the bar or, and get a few pints. And I mean, remember, you know, I met Terry Conlon, who who who's uh, a group called Raglan. Uh, I don't know if you remember Terry played the accordion around the university, and he's a group called. So, like, we are starting proceedings on the Friday night, mm -hmm. and you know, we have there's nearly three hotels booked out, so we're expecting a big crowd on the Friday night as well. And then we have a golf tournament on on the Saturday, and then we have the main event. But with a lot of wee quirks and wee things that people will be, uh, will will just see that we've put a lot of work into it, you know. And then nowadays there's a lot more mod mod cons and than mm -hmm. uh, technology that we didn't have twenty five years ago. So we're we're using that to the best of our ability too. So they did need playing fields after all. Well. I'd love to know who wrote that. Probably the, the poor gentleman or lady has gone to his eternal reward. But uh, we the magnitude of the event suggests that it was massive for the University of G involved. Well, we we consider ourselves part of the university, and I know that the university consider Gaelic games part of the student experience at Ulster University, and. Uh, you know, I'd have to say that you know we really do feel. I mean, really do feel part of the part of of Ulster University, and uh, I mean we're well looked after, and we're you know if there's anything happening, our views are sought, uh, and uh, we are listened to in terms of facilities and anything they're doing. Um, so look, yes, it is totally flipped uh, in become. You know, we started as outsiders, and now we're definitely inside the tent. Good spot to leave it, Tommy Joe. Thanks well, a million look, for all your memories and uh, roll on Bundoran. Well, well, I must admit, I can't wait for this week to go over because I'll have most of the heavy work done this week, printers and different things, and maybe relax a wee bit. Uh, but certainly, uh, yep, I'm counting down the days. And I said, the minute I get the speeches and the thing over then I can relax as well but I might have a few pints on the on the on the Friday night or a few whiskeys as most people would say but I'll have to I'll have to just watch it now until I get the get the whole event over but yeah I'm absolutely thrilled because as we said this morning this afternoon this morning at lunch actually we might be here for the next one so we'll, we'll make the most of this thanks a million thank you very much and I enjoyed that